from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's great to have you all with us here this morning as we're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you all for being with us this morning. Appreciate all you tuning in. We've got a busy, busy show for all of y'all today. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some significant vulnerabilities that exist in the marketplace, including an urgent patch now by patching all your Apple products. Then we're going to do some follow-up. We've got a few stories that are follow-up. One, the big move it uh, breach that, that really occupied us a lot of last year, as well as several others. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Go check out our Substack, jamesazar.substack.com. We are user supported for the most part because we don't bring on just any sponsors. So with that being said, um, you can go and support us for Substack for just a simple $99 a year. You get exclusive content as well as this awesome travel espresso mug, um, which makes life so much better when you're on the road or going to an event at eight in the morning and you want your espresso, but you want to keep it warm. So you want to enjoy it over a few hours. That's the mug to get. Now, join me for a coffee cup. Cheers, coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. Good espresso. Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. Start with Apple's zero-day vulnerability that's being patched. Um, the zero-day CVE 2024-23222. It impacts iOS, macOS, tvOS, and Safari, and it's a WebKit confusion issue that attackers could exploit to gain code execution on targeted devices. Apple addressed the CVE with improved checked in iOS 16.7.5 and later, iPad 16.7.5 and later, and macOS Monterey 12.7.3 and higher, as well as tvOS 17.3. This impacts all devices, by the way. Um, so the list of completed devices impacted by this WebKit zero day is quite extensive. The bug affects older and newer models alike. So the zero day vulnerability was likely... Uh, uh, only used in specific targeted attacks, predominantly stuff that you would see uh, done by nation states uh, on, on specific devices. So there's that. You, just because you're not a target doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Look, here's the thing about Apple devices. The stigma that if you have an Apple device, it's secure, it's over with. It's it, Let's be honest, all right? There's a time to be honest. Owning an Apple device is... It's still a bit more secure than an Android device or potentially Microsoft, but it still has its challenges. And last year they had 20 zero days, uh, all that were being exploited in the wild. And because so many uh, people use Apple and typically the people who use Apple are at a higher price point, attackers spend more time trying to break the Apple system. And so when you see these zero days, you want to make sure to get those updated ASAP. Um, and make sure you get this message across to everyone in your organization. Attempts to exploit an Altesian Confluence vulnerability, CVE 2023-22527, just days after it came to light. This is the Confluence data center and server. This is the end-of-life version that they had kind of published a few days ago saying there's a critical security hole there. So the company noted that the Confluence data center and server eight versions released before December 5th, 2023, as well as 8.4.5 are no longer received backported patches are impacted. Now there's an active exploit with over 40,000 exploitation attempts coming from roughly 600 unique 
IP addresses, according to Shadow Server. They're testing callback attempts and WAMI executions, which should suggest that actors are looking for vulnerable servers that they can compromise to gain access to networks. The organization has currently 11,000 Confluence instances exposed to the internet. It's, it's unclear how many of them are actually vulnerable to this exploit, but if you are one of those, you want to make sure you get this patch. Like I said, and we've said this before, and I think it's really important that we internalize this and identify this. I'm not saying we need to scream, the sky's falling every time this happens. But when there's a vulnerability and, and a significant one, and it impacts our business, we ought to make it a priority to get it done. Now, I say this for two reasons. One, we know threat actors are going to start scaling within the hour of this vulnerability, and they're going to be looking for exploits in order to take advantage of it. So patching it is really, really important and addressing it right off the bat, even mitigating it, potentially taking it offline, shutting down all the ports, making sure it's not internet exposed. Or if it is, it can only take traffic. You can route traffic significantly different um, would be really, really critical in times like these. Ivante just can't seem to figure things out. They just can't seem to do that. Avanti is now warning admin administrators to stop pushing new device configurations to appliances after applying mitigations because this is going to leave them vulnerable to ongoing attacks exploiting the two zero days that are causing a headache for all of these Avanti customers. They haven't provided additional details, but this is caused by a known race condition when pushing configurations that causes the web service to stop the applied mitigation and stop working. So, they essentially gave some mitigations for people who can't patch. Those people push through the mitigations. Apparently, if you change configurations after applying mitigation, it takes away the mitigation. There's something inherently wrong in the way this works. And you can't look at the customer and blame them for it. You can't 23andMe them. You can't pioneer them. You've got to look at this and, 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 and look at it straight in the eye and identify the fact that you have an issue with the way logic works in your product at this point. So apparently when the configuration is pushed to the appliance, it stops some key web services from functioning and stops the mitigation from functioning. This only applies to customers who push configuration to appliances, including configuration pushes through Pulse 1 or NSA. This can occur regardless of a full or partial configuration push. Meaning don't change anything, just mitigate and pray to God everything's all right. Uh, Shadow Server is currently tracking 21,400 uh, 21, internet exposed VPN appliances in the U.S., uh, over 6,300 of them in, sorry, 21,400 21, globally, 6,300 are in the U.S. Um, there's 18,500 Avanti ICS devices that are also exposed online that could potentially fall for this double zero day there and double vulnerability. So again, Avanti woes continue, um, just significant there. The aircraft leasing giant Aircap is confirming that they have fallen victim to a ransomware attack after an emerging group claims responsibility for the attack. The group filed their 6K filing with the SEC on January 17th. They've got full controls. They've suffered no financial loss related to the incident. The company didn't share details on the attackers, but an emerging ransomware group named Slug has taken responsibility for this specific attack. 
on this uh, charter airline carrier. The SEC is finally confirming and providing details over the X account that was hacked through an apparently a SIM swapping attack on a cell phone number associated with the attack. The attack earlier this month essentially gave light that the SEC was going to grant approval for Bitcoin ETF listings, which really brought up the price of Bitcoin. Someone made a lot of money on that. And now Bitcoin has steadily really been dropping uh, since that announcement. Um, Ironically, the SEC did approve Bitcoin ETFs in a legitimate announcement the following day. This one preempted it. Preempted it. If you want to find out who did this, just go look at who made all the money in those 24 hours. Today, the SEC confirmed that a cell phone number associated with the X account suffered a SIM swapping attack. Two days after the incident in consultation with the SEC's telecom carrier, the SEC determined that an authorized party obtained control of the SEC cell phone number associated with the account in an apparent SIM swap attack. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, if you're shaking your head like I am this morning, that's, that's quite okay. You can, you can do that. That's not a good look for the SEC when someone's able to call your cell phone provider and change the phone number associated with your X account. So they're continuing to investigate this specific attack, but that's more information there as well. Move it customer retention uh, levels remained stable in the second half of 2023, despite a spree of attacks against the zero day vulnerability in Move it last spring. Progress executive gave uh, an update in their earnings call on Tuesday. The file transfer service was among Progress's software's stronger performing products, contributing in part to the company's 13% year over year growth in revenue, which reached 177 million for the fiscal fourth quarter ending November 30th. Move it performed well for the first half, according to CFO Anthony Folger. Uh, Folger specifically called out the file transfer service for contributing to the company's 17% year-over-year goal. Now, they haven't calculated class action lawsuits, legal claims from customers, and regulatory investigations as part of this. They're also not really judging loyalty um, here very, very effectively. And I say that for two reasons. One, it takes time to move an FTP product from one company to the other. Typically, there's a shopping period, a defining period, an integration time, and then you cut it off. So, And in some organizations, that could be quick, 60 days. In others, it can be six months. So the real results will judge probably next quarter. And also the cost of the breach and the cost of everything they've had to deal with will likely reach there. 2,700 organizations impacted 93 million personal records are all part of this breach. Uh, the company incurred almost $1 million in cyber incident costs during the previous quarter, as well as insurance recoveries that have kicked in. Uh, they seem fire, fairly optimistic, uh, having read and listened to part of that after seeing this article. But I'll tell you this, um, I wouldn't be. Um, I, I feel like they're just trying to keep their stock uh, surviving here in order to withstand the hit that's coming their way real soon. The North Korean government attackers are focusing on gathering strategic in intelligence uh, by carrying out a series of campaigns against media organizations and high-profile experts in the country's affairs while also preparing a campaign likely designated to target cybersecurity researchers, according to a new report from Sentinel Labs. The uh, hacking unit for North Korea, Scare uh, Croft, and believed to be working at a North Korean's Ministry of State Security, 
was observed targeting the same experts repeatedly in November of December of last year. Researchers Alexander Milonokiski and Tom Hegel reported on Monday the operation target targets were sent phishing emails that if executed sought to install the rock rat backdoor. As part of the research, they've also retrieved malware in the planning and testing phase that uses a technical research report on another long-running North Korean hacking campaign, Kamiski, as a decoy, likely for an upcoming campaign targeting cybersecurity professionals as the North Koreans gear up here. And our final story of the day, and not a good one, it's now being reported and confirmed that on December 30th at around 9 p.m., someone swatted the home of CISA director Jen Easterly. If you don't know what swatting is, it's uh, someone will call 911 and say there's shots fired somewhere uh, in order to send the SWAT team to break into someone's home. Uh, popular for gaming. Gamers used to do this to other gamers uh, while they're live streaming in order to get attention um, and get that on video. Um, uh, Easterly, who resides in Arlington County, Virginia, was home alone at the time and no one was impacted by it. It's unclear why she would be a target of swatting, but it could also be people who don't just, uh, you know, are, are, are there as well. So um, be responsible, folks. They're, these people are doing their job uh, to the best of their abilities. Uh, this idea of swatting uh, Jen Easterly is, uh, is, is a bit, bit disturbing. Um, and a really, really bad trend, by the way. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern here with all the latest and greatest. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.